Okay, hello guys, and today on episode 13, I've got ESG Fitness. What's going on, Emma? Hello, thank you for having me. I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm very good. I'm excited to have you. Yeah, me too. Where Where are you at the moment? So I, despite the accent, I live in Scotland. So I that's know. where I am. I did, I did ask you that before the podcast, so th- that did sound a little bit generic for the people that are listening. <laughs> but I, I didn't actually know where she was based. And we met in Body Power like two years ago? Yeah. Right. For the first time, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. And then, I don't, like, other than that, I don't think we've really like, spoken much, have we? I think I waved at you if I, at IFS and you were like... Did we? No, 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 no. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, that, that was you at Body Power to me. I heard, well, you I, heard your own back. I heard I heard I heard rumors you're the big dog at body power is this true no, no you, you got the connects there I've seen you move I've seen you work the floor over there man you, you know what it's because it's because I'm like a grandma in the industry now I think I've been to body power like seven times wait hold on how old are you 28 oh we're the same age oh I thought you're gonna be like I'm 21 no 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 are you 1992 yeah 91, so I am. Oh, I am you're older. a little bit older. What month? October. October, I swear that. I'm March 14th, so next time on my birthday, just feel free to send me um, whatever you like. Have you got to the stage that you forget how old you are yet? I've got to the stage where I just don't care about birthdays. Yeah, I'm not. I did, like this was not long ago. Someone asked my age and I couldn't remember if I was 27 or 28, so I had to check my Tinder profile. Oh, Tinder profile. If you you forget, there's a tip for you. Okay. That was a hint, guys. She's single. Guys or girls, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything and anyone. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, when people start... It literally could be anyone. Oh, there you go. Yes, that's what I love, man. Yeah. All right. So before, like, we get into some bits, I need to ask you the question I ask everyone, which is, what is your Nando's order? Okay. Mm. Medium spice. Okay. Is that bad? No, no, that's good. Oh, you've no. you, you've okay. never ate a Nando's, have you? Yeah, no, no. Medium spice wrap with mm-hmm. peas. What? No peri peri chips? No, not oh. no. No one. No wonder you got ridiculous abs. <laughs> Your abs are actually a joke, you know. They're not at the moment, unfortunately. But you've got like that perfect, have you competed? No, I never competed. And do you know why? I'm just, I don't particularly like being center of attention and I can't walk in heels and it would just not be like going on stage is not my idea of fun. It would, it would, you're telling me it wouldn't work out for you. Not, not it like you want be a good time. I think people forget so much of competing is like how you pose and how you walk and your bikini style and all that stuff. And that really doesn't interest me that much. Yeah, I hear you. I'm not going to lie. I just think it's one of the cringiest things on earth. If I'm, be- if I'm being honest. <laughs> Do you know what? It, yeah, it totally is. But then when you're there with everyone else who's like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen, you're kind of like, okay, maybe not- this is amazing. But if you take a step, like the first time I went to a bodybuilding show, I was scarred. Like... I've never seen anything like it. I, I, I've been to one, went to one. And the mad thing is there were so many naked birds around that it, it just became normal to me. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? And yeah. I was like, 
But all I could think was, I was like, I was looking at guys and no offense to anyone that does bodybuilding, but I could just, I, I swear I could just see insecurities through them. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's kind of sad, but. But it is strange, isn't it? Like, it's almost like people then complain that they're being judged like by the way they look and it's like that's exactly what you're doing when you go on a bikini stage or, on a, or a bodybuilding stage you are asking people to judge you solely on how you look and that's how insecurities creep up because if you're like if the, the thing that makes you successful is having great abs yeah no wonder you're going to be insecure when you don't have those you know what although i've never actually thought of it from that angle before i've never thought of it like that actually although i know it's down to how you look but i I forgot because you know they do the little sections where like you talk and shit. I don't know. You show your talent or something. I don't know. Or is that from Pretty Woman? What? Think, or maybe not. Maybe not. I think I've got that from like Pretty a Woman. Pageant. Yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. like, I was at the wrong show. I was at the wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But like, um, it's mad. But you would never compete, right? No. Yeah. No. Do, you, do you tell like your friends that do compete? Do you give your opinion to them? Because I do. I would always support, like, if any of my mates wants to compete, I'd completely support them. But I think they could probably tell that it wasn't, Yeah. like, I wouldn't think it was. Yeah. I don't know. I'm more about what they can offer the world as opposed to just how they look. And I think it would be the same with any kind of modeling. Like, it's a really, it would be a hard thing to do. I think yeah. young girls probably think, oh, being a model would be amazing. But what, what if, like, they want a different look that year and you're out? Yeah. Like, well, it, I think it would be really tough not to have massive insecurities and put so much of your self-worth onto how you look if that was your job yeah 100 percent. and i'm not gonna lie like i was a chub i was a fat kid so I, I i've had those thoughts and i've got into shape for that reason but then when you do put on a bit of weight there's that process of like i remember being lean not knowing at the time but yeah. eat, but eating dinner and like legit as soon as i like have a bite i'm like pinching my fat Honestly, and I'm like, now I'm thinking about it. Obviously, I was younger and I didn't know. And my family, they weren't very educated on like nutrition, food and that stuff. And I was, I was like, pinch my fat and think like, oh, legit, like, like, a, like, I can't believe how stupid that is. It's like I'm eating it and it's going yeah. straight to my fat. And then I would go upstairs and I'd look in the mirror. And even at one point when I was playing football in Turkey, um, when I was playing football, they always told me that I needed to stay in shape. Like I need to be a certain weight because I was always a big kid. And um I remember going to my room and doing fucking sit-ups, push-ups, like just random shit because I thought I was just getting fat when I was actually like really lean. <laughs> yeah. So, I, okay, wait, I have a theory. Do you agree with this? Okay. Me and my friend both think that like I was a really like fugly child, okay? <laughs> and you being like a fat kid when you were younger, I think that people who were like that when they were younger have better personalities now. Because you, you couldn't just rely on, like, I'm the best looking person in the room. Everyone 100%. will like me. Like, you have to have something about you. I think, number one, it makes you a better personality. And number two, I think it makes you a way better coach. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like, all the, all the, I'm assuming that you were quite lean when you were younger. Like, you were slim. Oh, yeah. Like, I've never struggled with my weight, okay, which I'm never... very fortunate about. But I think... I think you're right in that a lot of people who haven't had that don't have any empathy. Yeah. Or I was speaking to a friend about this before when I, so I used to run, I wasn't particularly good at it, but I yeah. always came at personal training when I first started from like an athlete's mindset. Yeah. I'd be like, 
here's what you need to do. Obviously you're going to go away and do that because that's what I've said and I'm your personal trainer. And yeah. obviously that's not how things work. Yeah. But that's why like sometimes I think the best, like the best athletes don't make the best coaches because they've never had to struggle. That is another wicked point. That's so true. And even like Cristiano Ronaldo, um, he even said like he wouldn't coach. He just wouldn't coach. He's like, mm. nah, I'm going to do my time and then I'll do other bits and bobs with business, but I'm not going to coach. And that's probably... Yeah, but he's not going to have to coach, is he? No, that's true. He's that's got true. his Herbalife sponsorship to fall back on. Oh, that kills me. <laughs> that upsets me. But you know what? Do you know, apparently he gets, is it something like 6 million or 8 million for like six minutes or 12 minutes of airtime a year with Herbalife or something? Like something, wow. something ridiculous. And he doesn't care. Like I've, I've done videos before where they're doing like a tour in his house and he's got a personal chef, right? Obviously, you know, and um, even when he talks about it on his Herbalife video, because I've looked up, looked it up and he's talking about in the gym, he's like, well, yeah, of course, like the supplement doesn't do it. I train hard. I eat very well and blah, blah, blah. But when Herbalife post it, yeah, they just, I've got, I've got in a lot of shit with them, man. I'm not going to lie. What, with Herbalife? Yeah, didn't you see my video that went viral? What, and they actually contacted you? The best bit about this was, of when you know, like me and James, if mm -hmm. I do something, he'll jump on heard it. Heard of them, heard of them, yeah. Yeah, you've heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then if he does something, we'll jump on it together, we'll make videos yeah. and blah, blah, blah. The funny thing is, like, they're kind of, um, they targeted him more because I had a smaller following, so it didn't affect me as much. But yeah, they contacted us, told us to behave pretty much. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say something. Going back to the point where you was like kids that are, like me, I was overweight, makes me a better coach and stuff. I think mm. with you, I know you're a good coach, right? And you know how you said when you were a kid, you said you weren't, you weren't as, you, what was the word? You said fuggy. Is that right? Fugly. <laughs> I don't want to say that. I feel bad saying that. Yeah, you, you can't say that about me. I'll have to say it about yeah, myself. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like because you've seen the side of maybe not being the most confident person and not liking attention, you've, you haven't seen the side of being overweight, but you've maybe seen that side of like being the way you were at school. Therefore, you have a better understanding of people that, I don't know if the word is suffer, but people that struggle with yeah. weight loss, right? What's your, are your clients mostly, like what's your demographic? female yeah 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 any age like moms <laughs> um anything from 20 mid-20s to late 40s 50s yeah yeah what about it yours? is interesting because it's normally like kind of similar but and maybe a little bit older and i think it's normally people that have like tried so many of these quick fix diets and then hopefully finally they stumble upon something that they understand and can actually work for them yeah and i think like with some things like for example i might get a client i might sign someone up that doesn't click with me very well they might go in your profile sign up with you and go oh she's right up my alley she's perfect for me and i think sometimes with people it takes time to find that person that they connect with you know yeah and actually i think that's why it's so important like i feel like i know you from watching your stories like yeah. i know your personality and I think that's actually like some people are like, oh, what's the point messing around on an Instagram story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You could be putting out interesting information. It's like, yeah, but you're buying into that person. Like yes. they need to know 
is it even stupid things like if you laugh at the same things oh, that's a good point you're going to get on and they're going to listen to you and and I do think like you will attract what you put out so you're never going to have a client who's like really snobby and would like hate some of the stuff you say you just no. wouldn't attract them because they wouldn't come to you and then I think that's almost a way of weeding out like crappy clients that aren't going to work for you 100% and I think that's why it's important for like personal trainers anyone on social media is to be their self you know because mm. when you're not I mean you get caught out if you, like for example if I was to start talking about stuff or even try to be like say my McDonald or whatever right I'll get I'll get caught slipping I'll get caught out where someone drops something and I don't know what I'm talking about right whereas like someone asked me something now I'll be like hold on a second I don't know I'm gonna ask Ben Carpenter and my yeah, McDonald's yeah. You know, and I think people appreciate that more instead of being like, uh, 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 because uh, people. Yeah, eventually... and it's nice to have like a, a group of people you know now that's like, oh yeah, I don't know it, but this person will. Or if you're asking about gut health, go see this person or whatever, because then you're not like, I don't know, you're just like, this person is better at that. Exactly. Do you find, um, I know you've done a bit on body positivity. Who did yeah. you have on? I had, I had a few people. I had, um, I had an agent, and I also had a model that was on um what's that show in america i think i follow her now but i can't no i can't remember I, I, no i remember her name i can't pronounce it properly okay I can't pro- slide. <laughs> yeah, slide, my slide. question was going to be though yeah go on like do you feel like you have to be really careful with what you say i think i do but what i've noticed with what i say because my audience is female right I swear to God, females are way bitchier when it's just females. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. When I say something, it's like they're looking at, oh, it's Dirin. He's he's light humor, whatever. I get the message he's doing, but I'm not going to say that to him. But then I look at the comments of that video I did, right? I looked at the comments and the women are just going at each other. That's the worst though. Like, it's like anti-feminism, isn't it? When you're yeah. like bringing down other women, I'm like, what are you doing? That like sets us back. hundred percent. I'm like, first of all, first of all, you're like, you're talking about someone was like saying I, I was trying to bring women down when I did that video for that body positivity thing. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And now I'm not anyway. And then I see the same person trying to bring another woman down on the comments. I'm like, like <laughs> yeah, I was like, how does that like make sense? But like with that topic, I think I do any topic. I have to be a little bit careful because when, I think when I was younger, well, when I was doing, when I first started doing videos and everything, my approach was a little bit too East London, like a little bit too like, yeah, bruv, this, that, that. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, okay, hold on. I think the audience, I need to be a little bit more subtle and explain it in a way that they need to understand. Still get their attention, but get the point across without, being fake you know but um, yeah. I think there is always that struggle with you've got to be kind of a little bit careful what about you do you struggle with that yeah I think so or more just like you can basically say anything on the internet and someone's going to be like oh right so you mean this and it's like the completely opposite thing of what you were saying or they take your words out of context and yes I think you do have to be careful but then I also think that 
like if you were too careful you would never put anything out because you'd be like oh if this certain like population reads this it's not good for them like even if you're talking about generic dieting advice yeah and then someone comments being like this is really unhelpful for anorexics it's like yeah of course it is because you <laughs> yeah. shouldn't be dieting but it's like no message is going to be generalized to everyone unless it's just like physical activity is good for your health yeah but you know what i've i've noticed like we as like, as people we're just drawn to negativity yeah you know? yeah we're so jamie had a saying about that and it was like something like you get like 10 times the attention from a negative thing as you do from positive, which is sad, but. It is sad, but it's, it's what we draw. And I'll say this as well. I'll consider myself quite positive, but when I hear something negative, I'm like, Ooh, what's going on there? What's going on there? I want to, I want to, I want to know what's happening or I'm going to go back onto that post and go see if there's an update. It's, it's so bad, but we're drawn to it. And I know like I've heard from some of my younger cousins, like, a lot of girls and stuff in schools with social media, like the bullying that happens when there's like negative stuff that's happening. I'm thinking I'm kind of glad like you as well. Pro- not probably you are same age, but um, you know, we, we, we had that moment where like you enjoy playing out without all the digital stuff. And then we were at that perfect time where Facebook yeah. and Insta started happening. So we got an insight of both worlds. Yeah. And uh, I think right now like being a young kid or like just coming up through school and stuff with social media i can't even imagine it i mean imagine yeah i, I don't think i'll I never I, mean, I never used to get any work done anyway at school i was so bad like my attention yeah but now yeah i was like but imagine if there was everything that's happening now in school then there is no way i would have even got through school but like, crazy crazy you's gonna will you message me when did you message me like a couple of weeks ago oh and we were talking about neat you were talking about neat and you said you had some studies is that right yeah i think i still think that um although it's becoming more popular obviously by people like you which is awesome yeah like more people just thinking about their activity levels even if it's not exercise yeah but i still think that people like don't appreciate how big a role it can play in body weight regulation yeah there are some like really cool studies in fact my business partner for something always gets me in trouble for talking about this study but i like it it's in mice go for it which is why she's like that's irrelevant but okay i like it because in humans obviously there's so many different things that are interacting now but in mice you can obviously make you can have full control over the mice but basically if you put all the mice on the same diet so let's say they're all in the same deficit yeah. what still happens is that some mice lose more weight than others and that's okay. you kind of see that with like let's say your project x clients let's say you put them all in a 20 percent deficit yeah you know that some of them are going to lose more weight than others yeah and the reason behind that like there's a couple of things but the main reason is their need so how much if you i think people forget that energy balance is not static so it's not like, oh, I'll just reduce my calorie intake. Yeah, well, that is actually going to reduce your calorie output. Yes. Unless you do something about it. Yes. So in a sort of completely subconscious way, if you reduce someone's calories, they're going to reduce their output. And in mice, you see that the change in weight is directly proportionate to their change in activity. So that's the whole reason that they've changed, that they all weigh different amounts. Yeah. And similar will happen in humans, but 
most of the research that's been done is like kind of before everyone has Fitbits. Oh. And I wonder now like how much that's, because obviously you educate your clients in that, you know, keep your steps up. Yeah. And do you even, like the only way you could accurately do this, which isn't what I do with my clients, is like give them a backpack that has the amount of weight that they've lost in it. Yeah. Because then they're going to burn the same amount of calories for say like 10,000 steps. Yeah. But you're obviously going to become more efficient because you weigh less. Yes. So once you start losing that weight, maybe you need to do more steps to account for that and to create that same deficit. Yeah. But it is, yeah, I just think it's amazing the amount that people kind of forget how important that is. And for some people, there's even genetic variances, which like someone who might be predisposed to always having struggled with weight might yeah. be someone who reacts quite strongly and has, I mean, in, in evolutionary terms, that would be an advantage because if there's not many calories available, you're going to save as much energy as possible by not moving as much. Yeah. But nowadays, that's not a great reaction to that. Yeah. So it can be a lot harder. But you see people that have a really strong reaction to that. And they're like, I am sticking to my calories. Like, I don't understand why I'm not losing weight. And then an uneducated personal trainer might be like, you're lying. You're not sticking to your calories. Yeah. But yeah, I think just knowing that both sides of that equation are really important. 100%. And this is why, like, on the face-to-face gym, when I was having my clients, it was easier. It's, I don't know. I feel like... I've got this weird power, right? I'm like, with certain people, I'm like, nah, this is not for you. We're going to do something else. And it's like, according to like how they are genetically, right? Mm -hmm. I've noticed people, like I've noticed the girls that I've trained before, the really lean ones, I look at their meals and stuff. It's always carbs. They're always eating carbs and all that sort of stuff. And then I'd look at someone say, that holds a bit more body fat and their food intake is always like, high fat and everything and i've always noticed that the girls that are on higher carbs their energy output is always a little bit more and i've mm -hmm. I, i'm not saying i did a study on this but this is just i wouldn't yeah. know how to i yeah. wouldn't know i wouldn't know how to but i pay i pay very close attention to people and how they act around me and just body movements and all that stuff and this is why with some of the people that are high body fat i'm like okay let's start with maintenance calories and see how you respond because the best results I've actually got is when I've hit maintenance calories, but I've had so much energy and my training was so good that I know my output was huge. I was doing 20, 25,000 steps a day when I was living in Sydney and it used to feel like nothing. I was eating 3000 calories a day. I was on maintenance calories and I was doing uh, four to five sessions a week. And I couldn't believe how lean I got. And I was like, okay, I've actually upped my calories. My activity has actually gone through the roof. And through the energy that I've had while I'm eating, I've put all of it into progressively overloading in the gym. Like there's obviously a lot of variables to that that can be changed and stuff. But I don't think people quite understand, like you said, and although that study is on mice, I think it's there are there are ones on humans that say similar i just like the my study because okay. you've got like full control over them yes yes that's true that's true yeah 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 do you but, um... yeah it is interesting. i think um like what you're saying about like experience sometimes people are like oh but there's no there's no research to back that up it's not evidence-based yeah experience if you've been a personal trainer for 10 years like your experience is gold yes this is 
this is what I tell everyone that tries to be an online PT off the mark. I'm yeah, like, yeah. like you're trying to be an online PT without even knowing what it's like to see how certain people move on the gym floor. And when people, like for example, you get an online client, right? And they'll tell you something about the lap pull down and this isn't working. You'll know exactly what they're talking about because you've been in that position and your general pop clients have made the same mistake a million times and you've been there and you know how to coach it and you know how to get better. Whereas if you don't have that experience, you don't actually know. And I've noticed, okay, I don't know this, but you know, with studies and everything, right? It's usually say someone's doing a study on human study, right? How many people would they have on average? Would you know? Well, okay, so for like medical research, sometimes it's massive, but yeah. the bigger this, the bigger the people in the study, it's often like more observational things like, oh, people who eat apples live longer. Doesn't mean that apples are making you live longer. It's just yeah. like a coincidence and there might be a connection there. Yeah. But if you're looking at sports science studies yeah. are awful, you might have 10 people in a study. Okay. So this you've is... got like one outlier and it's, I mean, I don't want to put that out as a blanket statement. They're not all awful, but like yeah, a yeah. lot of them, you've got such small numbers that yeah. it's very hard to draw any conclusions. And yeah, and this is like, say for example, 10 people, right? One of them's me. One of them's my mate, my Nigerian friend from East London. My other friend is my Polish friend. My other friend is from Japan. Uh, my other guy is from Jamaica and blah, blah, blah. There is such a genetic freakishly genetic difference on how my black friends progressively overload to me for example Mm -hmm. right and people like i would have people that live outside of london because london's obviously very multicultural and people in australia used to tell me this like one of my close friends his name's zane he's an absolute weapon he's never done steroids in his life but people that are not exposed to multi cultured people they're like he's definitely on juice he's definitely on steroids i'm like me and you're like look at look at a picture of him when he was 10 years old jacked yeah he's jacked it's funny you say that i remember in primary school when i used to have my swimming lessons and i remember going and like looking at myself and looking at my black friend going fucking hell why has he got a six pack (laughs) okay i thought you were gonna go somewhere else with that but yeah but yeah keep in mind that as well because i mean i've been in changing rooms with a lot of lads at football and yes big schlong if that's what you're asking (laughs) um the other thing about that is most research is done especially in sports science on like white males who are at university there's like barely any research on females partly because we're really annoying like if you couldn't get everyone lined up with the same cycle at the same time like that's going to completely skew results and like there's a huge flaws in research or huge like gaps in the knowledge. So I think that's why I don't like when someone's like, I only like, I'll only prescribe something if there's research for it. I'm like in sports science, what, what's basically happening at the moment is for example, with HIIT training, people have been doing that for years. They just thought, Oh, it's a good way to exercise. And then the science was there to back it up. Oh, it does do all these things. That's really interesting. Yeah. But it's almost like they're playing catch up. It might be something like, oh, we've, we found that all personal trainers have started prescribing, like this won't work, but like, I don't know, yeah. intermittent fasting. Yeah. Now let's study and see why that works. Oh, okay, it's almost yeah. like the flip. 
yeah i get you that's funny you say that about people at like stunning universities and yeah you're right majority of universities is going to be white people yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it's so true I've, I've never actually thought of that either because oh yeah so that's why i'm like when people tell me about studies this evidence-based i'm like i completely respect it obviously and i read it and i look into it and stuff but for some reason i feel like experience individual experience is way more powerful like you said mm-hmm. you know yeah. and and I think coaches that are freakishly intelligent and do everything based on studies, no offense to any of them, but I actually think they're also very stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not, they're just not good coaches. Like let's say for example, like we know that if you eat food after six o'clock, it doesn't mean that it's going to be stored automatically as fat or it's got higher calories in it. Yeah. But we also know that most people overeat after six o'clock. So if you put an arbitrary rule in like after dinner, you don't eat anymore. Cool. That's like a set rule. That's, that's great. Is there evidence behind that? I mean, there probably is actually, but it's behavioral. Yeah. yeah I hear, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So what, um, what's it like being a female in the fitness industry? I, okay. I think there's pros and cons to this. We kind of touched on this earlier, but I think there's, and less so within the sort of circle I'm in now, but I think okay. especially like growing up in the fitness industry, yeah. there are like cliquey, bitchy kind of like bringing up a females down. Hate that. Yeah. But I do think like I, and I can say this because I think it's probably true. Yeah. I've definitely been put on like body power lineups because they're like, oh, we should probably have a female in here. <laughs> Which, and like, it's fine. <laughs> like I'm sure. happy because then I get an opportunity. And I think as long as you then prove that you're worth that opportunity and they want you to come back again that's yeah. great but you will do that you'll look at like a list of speakers and you'll be like shit there's no girls on here yeah not i it's true i mean it is an industry that is it's kind of dominated by males in the industry well it is in it and it's it's crazy so when you were getting into the industry and everything who what female were you looking up to was there a female person that you were looking up to or was it a matter of because every time i ask this to girls they're always a bit like they're trying to think of someone and i'm like yeah. I, think that, I feel like it should come to you like that if there exactly was one. exactly yeah. it should be like bang and yeah honestly there wasn't but i never felt like doors were shut because i was a female yeah. i actually felt more that they were open for me because i was and it's something I'm quite passionate about actually is getting more girls up there speaking because there's some women that I know that are so knowledgeable, so yeah. good at what they do and would be brilliant on stage, but they've got that imposter syndrome. And I even had to tell a girl the other day, she's like got her master's, she's got an undergrad, her master's, and she's like, what, like, what should I do next? Like, do I need to do this to be a good PT? I'm like, give me a list of the, of the people you're looking up to in the industry, male or female. And I'm like, none of them have degrees. You don't need a degree. You need a bit of confidence. You need a bit of experience and you need to be like sure of what you're saying. And unfortunately, men tend to be better at that. <laughs> that's, that's like me. I don't have a degree. I don't have shit. But all I know is I've got my experiences and I'm confident yeah. about what I speak. And like you said, it's, I think it's, I mean, if you are a young female and say, for example, you come to IFS, you got the Phil Graham, you got the Jamie Alderton, you got you, you got this person, you got that person. People have been in their fitness game for a while. You see them on stage and you're like, I'm not, I first had this when uh, James was on stage and when I was supporting him and I used to go open a show and I wasn't 
I, I had that feeling where I'm like, should I, should I be here? Should, do I deserve to be here sort of thing? But then after a couple of shows, that just clicks out and this next level of confidence comes where you feel unstoppable. But I think people, girls like that, if any girls that are listening, you need to put yourself in that situation of being a little bit uncomfortable to yeah. actually grow from it because you might have felt like that when you first spoke at body power maybe or no? oh yeah 100 percent, and like still do to some extent i actually i really like something james said about this about like even if you're not confident you can pretend to be confident for whatever it is an hour cool that's what you need to do or get experience like talking to camera going on podcasts like have people been like how do you like how do you have the confidence to talk on camera because it is cringe and you just have to embrace it. Like you're talking to yourself. It's cringy. Yeah, like, that's right. Just be yourself. And also it's experience, isn't it? Like I bet you're so confident on camera, but yeah. I bet if you look back to like the first one you ever did. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I was, it, look, it looks like a complete different person because that person wasn't me. I'm now more it's me. It's funny because like, as soon as you put a camera in front of someone, they're like, like yeah. total deer. I'm like, just talk. Like we were just talking and they're like, <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, what you said about James, when we first did um, a show, it was in Wales. The first ever one was in Wales. It was like, a, I think there was like 80 people or something. And we actually, there was no PowerPoint. There was nothing. We just, I didn't even know I was involved at this point. Right. I was just like, I was going to support my friend. And then the manager that signed him eventually assigned me now. They just handed me the mic and I was like, what's going on? They're like, just do what you boys do on Instagram. And I was like, okay. So James went on and what you said about pretending to be confident, he went on me thinking he's going to nail it. As soon as he goes on, he's like, dude, and I'm going to go on stage and then I'll, and then I'm going to intro you in about five, 10 minutes. I was like, cool, bro. I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to get a quick story of people. And then I'm going to come jump in and then I'll jump in with the audience and just we'll talk and whatever he gets on stage within 30 seconds he calls me out because and i know like he wasn't that confident as he is now obviously yeah, and he calls yeah. me out straight away and then as soon as i come out we give each other a bit of confidence and then it just flies up from there yeah and it's even, that starting isn't it yeah 100 percent. and like you said even if you're not confident like you just gotta pretend because <laughs> there's been so many times where I've bullshitted myself out of situations of a question or something that I don't know. And I've just yapped about something else about something I'm really confident at and just like gone ahead with it, you know, but, um, yeah, you could always twist things. I, I remember my first uh, talk at body power was meant to be 40 minutes. And after 20 minutes, I was like, say, so, <laughs> I've been through all of my slides. Like that's me finished. Uh, Q and a Q and a you're like Q and a for the last questions? 20 minutes. What, um, I've, this is like, I've, I always have this argument with like, not argument, but I have this like conversation with people when I'm out, like influencers, because I know a lot of people in the fitness industry, I also know influencers because of like where mm -hmm. I live. They all kind of live in Fulham, like around here, whatever. And I always say- That's that, funny. Like, Do you see them always out like doing TikToks and shit in the street? Not out, but I, I see, I know like, I know of them- and like we either will have food or something and whatever. Oh, right, yeah. I, I wouldn't go with all of them, but the only people I'd see is like Paul Lima or Bradley Simmons or something like that or whatever. But I always tell him, I was like, the people that are like influencing and doing ads and stuff, and there's nothing wrong with doing ads. You can do your ads. I don't care. But 
the people that watch some of them, I'm always like, listen, there's people in the fitness industry that coach and make money out of coaching. And then there is the influencers that give you exercises, but they don't actually get paid for coaching. And this is no disrespect to them or whatever, but running a business and trying to make money out of coaching is so different to having a few hundred thousand followers, a blue tick and doing an ad and saying that you're a PT, you know? And what do you think about that? Do you agree with me or are you like? Yeah, I agree. I think the other thing is like, I've worked with people who have like over a hundred thousand followers, but they're not necessarily there for the right reasons. Like I have quite a small following, but my following want nutrition information. They want to be told how to exercise and diet and all. So I've got a fairly, in comparison, big business from that. Yeah, I've worked with people who have far bigger followings, but yeah. can't fill group coaching programs because they're not used to. I'm like, start putting out some information, and then like the next day, it's back to like him in his pants again. Like you can't, you can't expect people. Like people are following you to look at you in your pants, which is fine. Yeah, you won't grow a business from that coaching because you've never given them any proof that you are a good coach yeah that's um i i had last year i had the opportunity to go love island and um Ooh. and i didn't i didn't do it i didn't do it for that reason because i was like what, that you would just be thought of as i wanted to be during knee up 24 7 known for fitness yeah. i didn't want to be known for that guy off love island for some reason mm -hmm. like don't get me wrong i i think if i did go on it maybe another opportunity would have come out of it or whatever. But I just thought I, I'd rather have at that time, I probably had 50, 60,000 followers or whatever. I'm like, I'd rather much have like 50,000 followers that are, that like my content for being fitness based and all that, instead of say having a million, 2 million non-organic followers that just follow me because I was on a show, you know? Yeah, and yeah. and I, think, I think it's easy to get carried away with, followers because i'm not gonna lie. i look at my followers i'm like oh shit i've lost this many this week i've got to be a little i'd have got up my game i think it's easy to get caught up on that and worry about it do you ever get worried about that stuff or are you just like i think it's easy because i don't have a massive following i'm not as like caught up on it okay. um and i and like i would rather like for example i always give this example right if i put a selfie up like not of me looking like this but like if i do myself up and put a selfie up I'll get way more likes than if I put up a really informative post. But <laughs> yeah. people never like come to me from group coaching. They're never like, that selfie you put up on Friday, that was it for me. I was like, yes, I want you to be my coach. I'm applying for group coaching with you, whatever. But people will say, oh, when you were talking about those people that are stuck in a fixed mindset and whatever, that really resonated with me. I want you to help me. Yeah. But it yeah. might have only got 50 likes. Yeah. But do you, f yeah, I see what you're saying. But those 50 likes, those 50 people are all potential customers for you, you know? Potentially, yeah. Yeah, and um, that's what's important. So now what you got to do is put the makeup on and then talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and I agree. Like, you need, you need a bit of both, don't you? I think so. Like, it's good. I'm sure I grew most of my initial following from having abs. But then if you're giving them the information, they're probably like, oh, okay. But I think this is good to, you do something to catch people's attention. Mm-hmm. And then you give them information that's like uh, valuable. And this is why like, when I do videos and all this stuff, I'm always doing something kind of stupid to kind of get the person to listen, to watch. 
be yeah. like I'm doing I put music on I do a dance or something I'm being myself but I've just I'm like I need to do something to get that person to stay for three seconds and then I can talk about what I'm going to talk about trick them into thinking it's a fun dance and then you're like neat is really important <laughs> yeah exactly but you know what as long as it keeps them paying attention then I don't care because then yeah those people will come and listen to this and even get more valuable information from us which is mm -hmm. what is good because let's be honest there is a lot of bullshit out there in it yeah agreed from from the schmerble life to boom bods and all of that stuff but i also like i saw you um like back in who was the girl from like geordie shore or something oh uh oh, i'm so shit with those names because i don't really care about them yeah but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but oh, anyway man. like when someone this is what i mean like we give people a lot of shit and even yeah. when sometimes when people are saying the right thing, they're like, I've been saying this for years. It's like, yeah, okay, well, you don't have a million followers, so you can't influence a million people. But it's actually great that so-and-so can do that and is doing that. Holly, that's it. Holly. She yes, was, because I, I've, I've, I called her out a lot before for selling mm. it. And she, she inboxed me. She was like, yeah, I've learned and I now know and blah, blah, blah. Which I was like, oh. Fair enough, but I just wanted Surprising, to be Surprising, like, isn't it? Because normally people are just like, you're a hater, leave me alone. Yeah, I know, I know. But then I was like, okay, I was like, in my head, I was like, you're definitely going to do some sort of fitness product to sell something. And then a day later, swipe up to my calorie calculator. So I was like, okay. Oh. So I was like, okay, fair, you're trying, or you're obviously trying to collect data, which is fine, whatever. But um, in my head, I was like, uh, as, as, as long as you're not selling Boombot and you're telling people it's about energy balance, whatever, that's all I actually care about because people are so uneducated about this sort of stuff. Like, I don't know about your parents, but my parents wouldn't have a clue if I didn't tell them certain things, you know? Mm. And so many like teenagers that are watching these people, they're just like, Boombot this, Boombot that all that shit yeah i guess the only scary thing is if she's then sort of like coaching people and yeah it's better information than she was giving out but it's still like there is a darker side of dieting that if you're not a good coach and you can't spot those things and you're not like screening people before and making sure that they're getting the help that they need that can be quite a negative thing as well so i don't know i still think that like celebrities without any experience or even sometimes 100%. qualifications like that's a bit dodge when I think uh, what I notice with the people that do do that is they usually get their trainer, their actual personal trainer involved in the back end. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but then again, if that person was already selling Boombot before, how good is that personal trainer? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Do, you, do you know what I mean? So, cause then you can get into the argument of shit personal trainers because there's also a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, a I know. It is a tough one. Cause like, you do a six-week course and then you're qualified, right? So, <laughs> mad, isn't it? It's mental. But then I like I get a lot of people asking me like, how do you get qualified or what? Like, should I do this qualification or that one? And to be honest, most of them aren't very good. So I do normally say like, go for a cheap one. That money that you've saved on the more expensive course, put it towards like another course that's going to develop you further. Hundred percent, yeah. And I've then you can obviously get qualified quicker as well. Yeah, I got mine at college when I was at like eighteen. I got it for free. I got it for free. 
it took oh, like, that's not bad. It took like three, four months. I was getting EMA in it, thirty pound a week to go to college. <laughs> thirty pound a week to go to college, and I was like, yeah, sick. And then there was like my uh, my tutor at the time. I was doing B Tech level, uh, B Tech uh, in sport, right? And she was uh-huh. like, Darren, you would be a good personal trainer. She, this is what she exactly said to me. She goes, when you say things, Darren. I believe everything that you say. That's what she said. And she was like, you have a very trustworthy face. I think you'd be a great trainer. That's what she said to me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I was a like, strange life. Yeah. yeah. But she was like, um, she was my tutor at college. She's known me for years. She knew me since I was like really young and she made me do it. And she was like an Olympic lifting judge at some of the Olympics and all that stuff. And um, I went and did it. And then, now I'm just PTing, which is pretty cool. I'm so I'm glad Here we are today. But it yeah. is, I think that's actually quite an important thing. Like, you don't want to go to a trainer who's like, if you're like, oh, can you help me lose weight? And they're like, I mean, maybe, but there's a chance you won't lose any weight. And actually, I'm not like, I'm not 100% sure that you will. And like, you want somebody who's like, yes, I've done that with hundreds of people, thousands of people before. Yes, I can do that. So 100%. you do want someone that you can trust and that you're like sure of. So I think that's a good yeah, that's start good. for a personal trainer. Do you feel like um, the fitness industry is like changing? Do you know what? I don't like, I hope it is, but I also don't know if actually like we're just in a different part of it. Like, I think there is still like the bros and all the like competing competitions and the cheap meals and like yeah. all that crap. But I just think that's not the people I hang around with anymore. So I'm not sure. Do you think it is? Hundred percent. I think it's 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 a lot more. I think now it's a little bit more light hearted. It's not as because that old school bodybuilding, like Arnie and that. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Arnie and that. He was charismatic. Yeah. So everyone wanted to be like him, right? And like Pumpy Nine, you're watching Pumpy Nine. He's like. Some of the stuff he's doing, he looks like such a bellend, but he's so likable and charismatic, he can get away with it. Mm-hmm. And I think when other people try to do it and get that approach, I just feel like he looks really cringe. But yeah. now with the people like, I would say our generation that are coming up in the fitness industry mm-hmm. are changing it for the better and, the, and it's way more appealing to the masses instead of... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like, instead of like fitness is all about bodybuilding it's like fitness is for everyone exactly because you also have like the joe wicks for example he's coaching Mm -hmm. he does the stuff for the masses but i don't think he's a great coach he's just doing stuff that's gonna sell but then he's not a coach is he exactly so well well, he is but like he you're not getting coached by joe wicks if you sign up for him exactly but when there's people our generation coming up if we can like appeal to both then the masses actually get way more value Mm mm-hmm yeah, yeah. and you? then you hear like joe wicks getting a lot of stick and stuff but i have had so many clients that that was the start of their journey and i i feel the same about weight watchers or something people are like weight yeah. watchers is so stupid like i'm like you're alienating half of your client base by saying things like that they yeah. probably all started on weight watchers and now great they found you but don't yeah. be like saying that they're stupid starting on that because I mean, it's out there. It's kind of what, like, imagine if you like Google, like, how do I diet? Like, that will come up pretty high on the list. Or you see Joe Wicks on TV or something. You're like, oh yeah, I'll train with him. If that gets you in, yeah. I mean, exactly. I'm not gonna lie. When I first started getting into fitness, I did a lot of stupid things. I did everything, like, and I learned from it. You know, 
I, I did the low carbs of this to that, tried this, oh, tried yeah. that. Like I did everything and it kind of made me like, a better coach because I kind of experienced it and I knew what worked best for me. And when I see people making the same mistakes, I try and scoop them out before they get any deeper, you know? Yeah. And also, I mean, those people kind of make us look good. So I'm not too fussed. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. You know, <laughs> gives us something to talk about as well. When there's no content, you're like, oh, the Daily Mail is telling us something ridiculous. Exactly. Exactly. 150%. Did, um, so you know the whole body positivity thing, right? I saw you do I saw you do a story with do you think this helps with the pictures of yeah. some someone yeah. doing like bending over doing a backflip to get a crease. <laughs> right. And then and then you were like, do you think you you asked people if you thought that helped? What was the percentage? Of, I just remembered that I was gonna go back and look at it, but I, I think it was about sixty yes, forty no. But okay. I actually thought it would be higher yes just because people know that i'm friends with that person like you do know what i mean i think it was like oh. a swayed vote but it oh. was it was really interesting because i think it does show that well yeah. okay so my view on the whole thing yeah. i don't think that as in like scrunching yourself over to get rolls and stuff yeah. i don't think that is body positivity but i actually think it's really useful for people like the people we talked about at the start who are doing bikini shows and things and their whole self-worth is based on their body. Yeah. And that they see someone like who is a fitness model yeah. sitting down and still has roles because that's what they have, but they think they're still fat. Yeah. So I okay. can see the importance of that. I don't, it's not the same as the body positivity movement. Yeah, 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 yeah. I but I can think. see that there's, there's a place for it. But I completely agree that some people take the piss. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, you can't say a name. I've got no problems with it. I like, I like Hayley. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, because... No, no, I think we both like Hayley. And the thing is, it's like, it's an interesting thing because you can have different opinions. Exactly. And this is why, this is why like, like if I'm doing a podcast with anyone, they've got a completely different opinion to me. That's good. I want to hear about it. Mm. I want to hear about yeah, it. It would be boring if we agreed on every single thing. Exactly. What, so your, like your view on that is that, like, do you see any place for it? I just think when I see it too much, I'm just like, okay, now let's be honest. When you do stuff like that, the engagement is way higher. Yeah. Right. It's way higher. It's, what, it's, it's now the complete opposite to having a six pack and posting a picture of what you were saying earlier to like, oh, I've got a six pack. I'm getting loads of engagement. Now people are doing it to try and look fat to get more engagement which is yeah. when you think about it it's kind of crazy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right it's like oh i know what's this gonna happen but then when you do another post when you're doing an ad or you're out and about and you're wearing a tight dress you're trying to do what you can to look good right so mm -hmm. i'm thinking hold on a second and i'm talking about a lot of these people because i've met a lot of these influencers out and about and i know for a fact that they don't actually care right because yeah especially with the influencers that are making money off the ads, they're not coaching people. So they don't actually know what goes through these people's heads. Like I'm not being funny, but I've had clients sending me voice notes where they're crying because they feel so insecure. And then they're like, and then I've, and then I've, I've even gone back and asked these people, how does this picture make you feel? I just want to know. Mm -hmm. They're like, it's shit because that person obviously doesn't realize how beautiful and attractive they are. And they're like, but how that makes me feel so much worse because they don't actually think they're ever going to look that good. I, I get that side. 
but I also think the point of the like why it gets so much likes and why it's like oh that's quite interesting is because right next to it you've got a picture of her looking amazing right yeah. fitness model yeah and then she's sitting down it's like I still have cellulite just like all of you guys so I don't think it's not for people who are maybe in a larger body it's yeah, yeah. for almost like borderline disordered eating self-obsessed checking okay. their six packs like after every meal it's for them to realize that actually everyone has cellulite even yeah. if they are looking like a fitness model a lot of times. But then I do agree that like you can see some someone being like, oh, here's me looking really fluffy. And someone's like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, my yeah. bloody end goal. Like that's yeah. ridiculous. So I, I totally see both sides. Well, um, okay, here's a question that I've okay. been thinking about. So if you're <laughs> like, let's say your whole following is about body positivity. Okay. And you are a larger person. Yeah. Do you think that you would feel pressure to stay larger? Uh, yes, 100%. And I know this because the body positivity girls, the models I spoke to on my other podcast, my uh, episode 10 or something, um, she said that. She said she felt that pressure and her agent actually told her to put on weight for one of the shoots. Wow. Yeah. So this was initial. And the funny thing when I was talking to these girls was because – they loved the video that I made because they were like, this is so fucking true, Darren, because we used to do this. We used to do this all the time. Yeah. And so this is why I had such confidence in that video and message because these girls were like, we used to put ourselves in these angles to look this way to get um, the attention because they were saying initially for that moment, because in a way, you know, when you kind of like talk about your flaws or whatever, it does make you feel a bit good. It's like you've let um, yeah, got something yeah. off your chest, which is, I understand, I'll do it all the time, you know? And, but they were like, it was a bit of that, but that feeling was only momentarily and never actually fixed the problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of get it. It's like the elephant in the room, like might come in and be like, oh, by the way, I had to change my top to this one. I was wearing a much nicer one. Like you want to get that out of the way or like, Oh, like as soon as you meet someone again, oh yeah, put on load away for Christmas. I'm sure you've noticed. <laughs> like get it in just before anyone, like almost like if you say it yourself. Yeah. It's different. Exactly. It's exactly yeah. like that. And then what I was telling them is that they found it funny and because the, the body positivity scene in America, they all shared it. That's why it got so many views. They all shared yeah. it. The ones in the UK hated on me, especially all the ones that knew, know me, right? They were like, they ignored it. They hated on me. And all I thought in my head was, you don't like this. You guys have been defensive about it is because you feel the way how I made that video. It is that simple, mm -hmm. you know, because you're being really way too defensive about it, especially when the video wasn't actually targeted to anyone at all. It was just what I've seen in general. And yeah. um, it was just funny to me because they were just saying how saturated it is now. And now you can't tell who actually feels like that and doesn't. That's why I made the video. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but but it, it did get a lot of attention, mostly positive, so it's all good. But um, the thing is, like, to get a lot of attention, you kind of have to be on that line, don't you? Hundred percent. Yeah, you have to. And that is normally where the truth is, as well as like. Mm, yeah, you always gonna, are kind of pushing that. Yeah, you always gonna get someone that's gonna message me and call me a prick. You know, <laughs> that always happens daily, so it's fine. I'm just like. Um, Manager now has been like, Darren, you can't bite. You have to just ignore. I'm like, 
but I love to buy it. I love to give shit back, <laughs> you know? So I just like, okay, so what are your thoughts on if someone is like a body, body positivity movement person? Yeah. yeah. And, but they're so overweight that it is impacting their health. I think they need to get healthier because when you are really overweight, there's, there's too many issues that's going to occur. And um, I've said this, I've said this to, I did a BBC thing like last summer, I think it was. And there was a body positive girl. There was a plastic surgeon. There was me. It was on BBC one extra. And we all spoke about it. And she was like, what was the plastic surgeon saying? uh, She was saying how it's important to have good skincare, all of that stuff, but she doesn't promote people that come in. Like if someone, if someone comes in, like if you go in and you want to get, I don't know, your boobs done or whatever. Right. They'll advise you the best way, but, she wouldn't push you to do or try and persuade you to do something yeah. that you might not need or yeah, to get like you. You should probably get your nose done as well, by the way. Exactly. Exactly. But if someone wants to come in and wants to do something that's going to make them happy, then she's going to hold their hands while she does yeah. it, you know, which is fine because do what you want to do with your body. Do you know what I mean? But, um, okay. yeah. yeah but, but I think for anyone that is, severely overweight you can love your body body positivity should be loving your body whatever fucking size you are you know what yeah I mean? but the point like you love your body enough to lose the excess weight that's potentially putting yourself at harm yeah correct but when you think about it if you're trying to be body positivity shouldn't your body should be in a healthy state no what yeah. do you think yeah no i agree with that yeah but i think there's like there is that i can't remember what magazine it was on like cosmo or something there was this the red hair the red hair yeah 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 i remember that i remember and the thing is like i think they think oh you know it's skinny white privilege kind of thing but like i couldn't care what what she looks like but the fact is she isn't doing any favors for her own health and i think that's something completely different like it's not about like we think you should look skinny 100% 100% and, and this exact same argument would be made for someone who was like anorexic shouldn't be a model either they need to get help as well 100% but then there's this like and this is what I like about body positivity is that there's this huge middle ground where someone might be like really athletic or someone might store a lot of body fat around their bum or something I don't know like there's a huge spectrum where you are a healthy weight but you don't have to fit into one mold yeah I hear that no I hear that Hundred percent. No, I agree. I agree. We we have to. Um, I mean, as a PT, as like someone that works in the health industry, we have to not have to. Well, yeah, we should promote people to be healthy. And to be healthy, you need to be a, a decent weight, right? Yeah. But yeah, what? Um, I remember this video that you made once, right? This was a while back. Calories in versus calories out. <laughs> yeah. And what? and you ha- and how you yeah, yeah you had the tash. You know what? Genuinely, <laughs> yeah. it was right. not about it was not about James. And I had been doing that for ages, just being a knob. <laughs> and then James grew a moustache, and he was like, "I was hoping it was." I thought, I thought we were friends. Like, why the hell are you taking the piss out of me? <laughs> I was like, and then I think I actually said what you did to to get out of the body positivity thing. I was like. I know that you don't coach like that, but if the shoe fits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I was like, it was, <laughs> that was, I was like, I was, I was like, oh, I was like, oh, Smith was like, oh, have you seen this? I was like, yeah. 
I was like, oh, is this you? And I was like, he was like, I think so. She goes, he was like, I'm going to comment. I'm like, yeah, you should just see what happens. <laughs> but do you like, know what? I think I missed, like, I think he put it on his story being like, what a fucking idiot. Well, I don't know, but I've missed all of that. No, and then I looked back no, no, no he phone. didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't. Oh. He didn't. He didn't. Anyway, it, it wasn't about him, but I think it, like, it's still an interesting point that I think some people just make it way too basic. Like it's not, if you've got a new client and you're just like, here's your calories, see you later. Yeah. They have no idea what 1500 calories looks like yeah, or yeah. how to make sure that they get in enough protein, enough fruit and veg, yeah. get some fats in, space that out between the day yeah. and make sure that they're not overly hungry and make sure they can still eat with their family, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So obviously it's more than calories in, calories out, but that is as well, obviously the foundation. Of course. It was, um, I liked it because you did something to draw people's attention and it did. Yeah. That's what, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Yeah. That's what you got to do. But no, nah, he didn't. I know, I know he didn't put it on his story. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. He didn't. I know for sure. Because okay. we, we, we like you, so. Oh, I'm in. You're, you're in. If it was anyone else, probably go at it. <laughs> Is there anyone that you don't like in the industry? Go on, man. Give me some names. Some negative stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm, oh yeah. We yeah. can name this like our least favorite show. people in the fitness industry. Um, not really. I don't think I follow anyone that I don't like. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Actually, there's one part of the industry that I'm not like mega keen on. Okay. And that is um, not all because some of them I really like, but business coaches. Okay. All right. What I are your you. thoughts? I don't, I don't like, I don't like people. There's no, there's no individual, but there is the type of person. Like when I first got to body power, right? When I first went to body power, I just, I get this energy of people that they don't like me. Right. And, and I know the ones that don't, I think it's the element of fear mm. trying to mark people's territory. Cause when I first went to body power, where I met you actually, I've never been to body power. That was the first time ever, you know? So I feel like it was like, everyone's trying to mark their territory. Everyone's trying to show everyone who the big dog is. And all I can think of was, this is why the exact reason I hate the fucking fitness injury for that. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I was like, I don't care, mate, who you are. I'm just going to shake your hand. I'm going to say hello anyway, you know? And most of these people in there are people I look up to and learn from, listen to their podcasts, listen to this, listen to that. So I don't actually care. Either way, I'm just going to be like myself. But it's just, it was just funny seeing people in that environment, like walking around and doing what they can to get that verification from people to be like, oh, yes, I'm this person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I think like... I think some people think that you've come out of nowhere, but you've actually been PT in for like, how long have you been a personal trainer? I've been PT. I started working in the gym when I was 19. I'm now 28. And I've been almost 10 years. Like, yeah. And probably the fact that you haven't been like big on Instagram for that whole time is a good thing because you are actually working with people. But this is, it's so funny you say that. And this is exactly, I think, the misunderstanding people, right? Because James gave me my first plug. He gave me my first plug because I was helping him out with his coaching side of things in his academy. So initially, when I first went there, people thought, oh, this is James's friend, right? Mm-hmm. Which is normal. I understand that. I don't care. And, um, but then after, when they see, started seeing me making moves and doing my own thing, they realized, oh, he's actually, he's actually a coach. Like, he's been coaching for a while. But I think yeah. for some people to realize that, it, it probably took him a while to look into that 
either way, I don't actually care because yeah. they're never they're never gonna actually buy into me, so I don't care what they think. But yeah, do you see a lot of that as well? Like PTs writing content basically for other PTs to like. I'm like, none of your none of your clients are gonna care about that. No one cares. Like no one like no one cares at all. So just do what's gonna help your following because they're the people that need help. Another personal trainer doesn't need help. They don't need your help, yeah. you know? And if they do, they can just go to their business coach or whoever. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I had fun. I enjoyed that. This was good. Where can people find you? Um, at ESG Fitness or ESGFitness.co.uk. You've also got a podcast as well, right? Oh, yeah, I do. I've got the ESG Fitness podcast and go. also the Fitness Unfiltered podcast. All right, guys, if you want to go find her, search that name. And when you see ridiculous abs on a photo, that is, that is her. But I um, just want to say thank you for coming on, Emma, and sharing the studies, the chats. I had a lot of fun. For you guys that are listening, you better subscribe. You better share it with your friends. Go check out Emma's profile. Show me some love, yeah? Because I want to be the London version of Joe Rogan. I'll see you guys later. Peace. <laughs>